Hi, and welcome back to It's Not Rocket Science, Five Questions Over Coffee. I'm here today with Alistair Eason, who is uh, the author of The Dirty Word, uh, the work that fills people with dread that's the key to business freedom. So, Alistair, really looking forward to this conversation. I know you've got a great offering. I'm really looking forward to, to hearing some more about what you've been doing. Thank you. Thanks, Jim. No problem. So let's start with the uh, with the the obvious first question that I always ask. What's the uh, what's the, the the problem that you're trying to help your clients overcome? So um, I always kind of go high level on this, but the problem, as I see it, um, if I describe our typical client, they're typically a CEO, a founder, or they can be a head of operations, but they are massively passionate about their business, and they are typically frustrated because they can't get their business to do what they want it to do. And that's limiting their ability to scale. And they probably they probably feel like they're the only ones with good ideas in the business. And the trouble is they're suffocating their staff with their passion. And um, if I can tell you my story, because I was this person and uh, I basically was um, was in the business working 80 hours a week. Um, and I just wanted everything to be perfect. So I was policing quality. I was everywhere. I was on top of everything. And when your business is really young, that's OK. But at some point, you've got to let go and trust your staff. And um, and I kind of eventually found that the way to do that, it was a, a surprising place for me. It was it was within process. So I initially put process in to try and control my business. But then I actually found that if I just passed over the process to my staff and let them run it, I suddenly they, they weren't trying to do a bad job. They were trying to do a great job. Um, but once they got process, they got the tool they needed to help them do it. And they took ownership of it and ran with it. And I suddenly had this massive amount of trust in them and they love the empowerment and the autonomy that they got and so it's amazing how this little thing just provided the key so i mean that, that that's the background to to why i developed process bliss which is the tool that helps you do this and why i developed the dirty word wrote the word dirty word which is the book that kind of explains a bit more about this concept that's a really interesting story Alistair, and i guess it leads me to the second question which is the common mistakes that you found people were trying to 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 solve without any of that process in place in order to sort of, you know, help to provide that framework? Yeah. So what happens is people get to a point where, you know, and it could be anything between five and 25 employees where you are, you're wrestling with your business. Yeah. And you're trying to make everything happen. And they know they've got to do something because they want to get bigger and they can't do any more hours. And that's where I was. And for me, it was about 10 employee mark. Um, And what they first of all do is they try to document their processes. And I'd seen this done before, and it's just such a pointless exercise because it's not totally pointless. But people come in, they write down what all the processes are. They put them in a file on a shelf or in a file share. No one ever looks at them. And there's no point looking at them because they're immediately out of date because everything evolves and people change the way. People are changing the way they work constantly. So it just doesn't work. So um, the common mistake they make is they they do that. um, And it and it doesn't work. And I knew that the solution there had to be to embed the process somehow in the business. Um, but then the trouble then that is the second mistake they make, if I can have two answers to the question, is they they just make process an extenuation of their control. So they put process in for them to control the business and they see it as their tool to make people do what they want them to do. And that's so disempowering, so demotivating. You're not getting the best out of your staff and you're still you're still the one that's all up there. Mm. writing all these things and managing it and the solution really is to see process as something that's theirs not yours that's there to help them do a good job and then to give it to them and let them run with it 
and allow them to kind of evolve with it and do what they want because they're not trying to do a bad job. People are smarter than process. And if you combine the two, it gets really powerful. So, um, yeah, the, they're, they're the common mistakes. But, um, yeah, that's, that's why we're, we're here to help. And I think, I think you're absolutely right. I've seen it so many times myself. You know, these documentation, I, I think documentation is great, particularly if you're trying to sort of, you know, get the ideas and if you want to sort of, you know, package your business in such a way that you can explain it to somebody else. Documentation is really useful. But you're right, too often documentation sits on a shelf. Nobody looks at it. Nobody refers to it. It's a living document, but nobody updates it when something changes. It's all still buried in somebody's head. And then when that person goes off sick, it all falls apart. What you have to do is have to turn that documentation into something which actually is the breathing embodiment and the sort of the spirit of the business. Don't you You have to make it the thing which people live and and work through. And and those processes and systems then become the thing which actually drive business value. I couldn't agree more. You've got it exactly. It's so... um... It, the file in the shelf is so disconnected from the business, but what? But it's so difficult to work out how to make it the living, breathing part of the business. And there's one way of doing that, which is training, and and that that kind of works to an extent. There's only so much you can keep in people's heads, and they still forget things, and they forget the bits that are really important, not to them but to other people, like the communication. And so, um, yeah, that's exactly what Process Bliss does. It's effectively it's kind of like checklist software that allows you to embody it in the business. So people live and breathe it, it's a to-do list. Um, and actually, it's an interesting point because your average person in the business doesn't really see process. They just see a list of tasks. They just see a list of stuff to do. And they don't necessarily think, oh, they probably know at the back of their mind, but they don't think it's part of a process. So it's about having this process, but then presenting it to people who are doing the work in a way that, it's just it's just like this is what I need to be doing next. This is these are these are the jobs I've got to get done. So um, yeah, and that that that's that's where where we fit in. Yes, brilliant. So I guess that brings me to the to the, the third point of this, which is obviously there are people who will be watching this in, in the in the recording and thinking, well, that's that's kind of rings a bell with me. Uh, what's my first step towards that? And I know that you've got a sort of really valuable free offer that that we can talk about. Yeah. So um, so we we like to introduce people to this concept, kind of and have a bit of a background to the, the thinking behind it, which is, you know, what I'm here to talk about today. Um, because it's, it's, it's not just about putting a software product. It's about changing your paradigm. It's about letting go. It's about those sort of aspects. And um, so what we've devised is a bit of a, a kind of a, a journey around that. So, yes, you can just contact Process Bliss and, 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 and we'll give you a look at the software. But where we like to start is something called the Dirty Word Assessment. So my book, The Dirty Word, is all about the theory behind this. And the dirty word assessment really takes you through, I think there are 30 questions, um, just score them really easily and you'll get a report. And the report will tell you exactly where you fit on the scale. Um, you know, how you rate with regards to the four key components we see for a, from a business that's implemented process correctly. And they are, you know, consistency. Have you got, have you got these processes? Have you got things being done consistently in your business? Um, Improvement. Have you got a mechanism that's making sure that things evolve and improve over time and you're not just accepting the status quo, but you're you're capturing people's feedback from throughout the business? Empowerment. So have you created a culture where it's not you driving all this from above, but actually the people who own the processes are the people that are involved in them? And trust. And trust is, you know, the bit the deliverable for you. You know, have you got a business where you just and this is why I called it process bliss when we developed the product, because for me, once I got that trust and I could see everything happening in my business and people were doing a far better job than I could ever do, 
um, it just that was where the bliss came from, and that's quite why we named it that way, even though yeah, it sounds yeah, a bit running process with bliss, but yeah, it's brilliant. And I, I love the fact that you sort of made the, the middle two of those the, the, the improvement and the empowerment because I think those are absolutely critical to making this a, a, a company wide process of improvement, isn't it? There's no point in it just sitting in the top table or up in the CEO's head. Uh, unless everybody lives improvement, unless everybody's empowered to make that improvement, it just once again becomes a dusty thing that sits on a shelf that nobody's taking any notice of. No, when, I, when I sold my business, I had about 75 employees, and the best part about it was all those 75 employees were providing input. I had all their brains working on the business. Yeah. Prior, you know, when I had 10 people, it was just me doing it, and it's just that was rubbish. There was no way. There's not the diversity of thinking. There's not the kind of I don't have the sight of everything. It's so much more powerful, and it really accelerates my growth. Yeah. You've mentioned one book, but I'm, I'm going to ask the question. I guess I guess another book might come in here, uh, Alistair, but uh, what's the, the concept or the program or the book that's most uh, impactful in your experience? Do you know what? Um, I think it's more of a concept, and um, it goes back to something my father said. Um, I didn't appreciate how important this was until uh, until recently, but he said... I didn't realise that it played a part in, in this journey, but my father had said to me when I was young, and he only said it a few times, he said, and it was when I'd made, done something wrong and I'd made an error, and he said, if you, make, if you make a mistake once, you're human. He said, if you make the same mistake twice, you're a fool. And it always stuck with me. And what, what that drove was, when I, got, when I was running my business and I was sort of doing things, what drove me up the wall, and I didn't realise it was his, his influence at the time, was, you know, we'd make a mistake, we'd screw up for a client, something would go wrong. But we'd do it again and again and again, and I'd be like, how does this keep happening? Why are we not, you know, what are we not learning here? And that's where you get drawn in to trying to kind of make everything perfect. And, you know, I wanted a mechanism where I could put something in the business that said, you know, okay, that's fine. Every time we get something wrong, we look at it, we learn from it, and we make sure that thing never happens again. And we'll move on to the next thing we get wrong. And the next thing, and eventually we'll end, we're just striving for, for, for perfection. Um, so, I mean, that's, that was probably the, in relation to this topic and where it came from, I thought, well, I thought, well where, do, where does it go back to? I thought, well, that's actually, that's probably the key of where all this comes from, you know? So, yeah. Love it. Love it. Alistair, we're kind of coming to the end of, of the conversation, and, and I always leave this one till last because it's my ability now to relax and allow you to, uh, to, to do my work for me. So there must be a question you're thinking, I wish you'd ask me, and it's never come out. So what's the question you would like me to ask me, uh, ask you of you? And then uh, you, once you've done the, done the asking, would you mind doing the answering as well so, that, uh, so I don't do any work at all? I, I love I love the empowerment very process first to delegate not only the let's go, but the let's go with empowerment rather than laziness shall we Alistair that's a, such such, um, such yeah, no, I, I think that's wonderful uh, very process first um, I think I think well, in all of this the thing that we we run up against that that people really struggle with is how do I get my staff to see something like process as a positive you know because because as soon as you say the word process I mean I, I put it in my book in the first chapter of my book. I tell you about a story how people started associating me with process. And even though it's not what I am, they suddenly invented this persona for me of Mr. Boring, Mr. Routine, Mr. Organized. And actually, I'm, I'm chaos. And, and the, the reason I needed this process thing was because I'm chaos, you know. So um, and and so I think, it's, you know, the staff say, and you say, oh, we're going to do something around process. Staff just go, oh, 
you're going to control me even more. You're just going to, you know, you're going to make this business more miserable, more impalatable. So how do you get them to see it as a positive? And I think um, for me, from day one, it's all about getting them to do it and handing it over to them. So um, the, the answer to that is if you want to put process in your business, don't just don't try to control your staff, empower them to yeah. it, to, be, to be their tool for them to control, for them to, to improve the business and for them to have their say, um, which is what it effectively is. So, um, and I see it all the time. I see it in my, it's kind of about letting go, but I mean, you see it all the time. So even in my meeting this morning, my weekly meeting, something happened with one of my team and they suggested an idea. And I just, my initial reaction was, well, that won't work. You know, I wanted to control it from above. I wanted to say, no, we're not going to do that. We're going to do that. And I just thought, hey, you just, if you say that, you're just killing, you're just killing their, their enthusiasm and environment. It's the worst thing you can do and you won't, it will reverberate for months. They'll remember that comment. Um, and B, maybe they've got a good idea, Alistair. You know, maybe you don't know it all. And so actually passing over, if you're going to implement process, really pass it over to them, let them remember that. And actually you'll think they're doing it wrong and they're doing it badly and they're not looking at the important things, but they won't be. They'll probably be looking at the important things you don't realise that are more important than the things you think are important. So it's it's kind of, yeah, it's it's all that letting go and, 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 and delegating. You've just got to do it. So... I, I, I've used this analogy on a couple of occasions, Alistair, so I hope you don't mind me sort of, you know, coming in and supporting what you've just said. But, you know, I've said to people in the past, you have people working for you who run very successful businesses outside of this, but they call them scout groups or they call them church groups or they call them families. They manage negotiation. They manage budgets. They work out scheduling and planning. Uh, they resolve issues. And yet you expect them to put all of that down as they come in through the, the, the door to come to work and not bring any of those skills. If you can turn around and go, well, look, you can really effectively run something outside of this place. Go do it for me, for goodness sake, because, you know, you've got all the skills. I really can't. I couldn't I couldn't run a scout group if I tried. So why don't you do what you do at home here? And if you can get that spirit, if you can empower them to think, well, OK, I've done it before. Why not? You've got a workforce which is 20, 50 times more effective than you ever had before. So just let them go. Yeah, you, you remind me of actually why I, I gave up employment like 20 odd years ago. I, I remember thinking, I'm doing this great job for this employer and, you know, I'm adding all the value to them. You know, they're, they're getting all the value of the hard work that I'm doing. I, you know, I, I should be getting that. I, I want to be getting that value. I want to be getting all, I want to be working for myself and getting the rewards myself, not just getting a salary where they get, they kind of get massive profits. And I remember thinking, you know, so if I turn that around and I think about it now, just think, you know, if you run a business, you actually have all, got all these people who are creating value for you. Yeah. You just need to let them do it and find a way to let them do it and not, not get in their way. <laughs> um, and so many CEOs and founders do that. So, yeah, it's um, it's wonderful. Yeah. Brilliant stuff. Alistair, I love the discussion. Thank you so much for making the time to come and tell us about Process Bliss and, and that book. And, and I really do encourage people, um, go on to alistaireason.com, dirty-word-assessment. That's dirty-word-assessment. And get that, uh, get that assessment, find out where you are on this journey and, uh, yeah, go towards the uh, the trust and empowerment and, imp- and, and improvement that you need in order to see your business grow. Uh, Alistair, thank you so much. Um, Thanks, uh, I would just encourage you, if you want to be on the mailing list, uh, we send out a mail, an email every Monday telling you who's coming up on these sessions. Um, so that we'll be one coming out on Monday with who's going to be here next week. Uh, go to https forward slash forward slash 
I don't know why I give all of those because I think they're now standard, but it's a tca.fyi forward slash subscribe. That's tca.fyi forward slash subscribe. Get on the mailing list and uh, find out who's coming up and join in live so that you can ask questions of the uh, of the, the, the presenters that we have here on It's Not Rocket Science, Five Questions of Coffee. Uh, so thank you so much for being here. Uh, really looking forward to sort of following uh, people, getting in touch with you and finding out how to go about making their business uh, more effective by putting in some of that process that you've been talking to us about. Thanks, Joe. No problem. Thank you very much.